So there was a podcast that was completely recorded, ready. And then yesterday, yesterday, which was Thursday, you know, a a significant day. uh, Russia has, has decided to start a war and invade Ukraine, and it didn't feel like I wanted to talk about martinis or put something out about martinis. And I just needed a day. I needed a day, and I think we all needed a day. So am I still going to talk about martinis? Yeah, I am. But I just needed to re-record everything. So I apologize for my lateness. Um, but I, I, I wanted to sort of rework and just so everyone knows, it doesn't mean that I had a very Ukraine heavy podcast, you know, all the Ukraine knowledge I have here and I get it. We all know who we're going to for certain things. You're not going to sick palate for that, but I don't know. It's it, sometimes you just feel like, hey, take two. It's probably going to be better than take one. Universally, I found that true for most of my podcast episodes. Well, BTS from me to you. My second take of every podcast I do is better than the first take. Sometimes y'all do get the first take. And I don't know. I don't know. Does anyone know when it's a first take or a second take? Who's to say? Um, welcome. To Sick Palette Podcast, I'm Deepa Shreeder, your host. Um, typically, the format of this podcast is about doing um, a wine review of a certain bottle that I'm super excited about or doing an interview with somebody that I am also super excited about. Um, but I kind of wanted to make this podcast a little preview um, for another sub newsletter that is going to be hitting the feed for paid subscribers. So sick palette for, um, free subscribers. You're still going to have your monthly newsletter with recipe, um, free previews here and there, and then a podcast on top of that, um, for paid subscribers, in addition to their, um, four paid newsletters per month, you are also going to be uh, getting in your feed two sub-newsletters. One is going to be called Supper Club Report. First issue should be out Sunday or Monday. And you know what? We all know who I am at this point, right? It's going to feel like a Monday. Um, and you are also going to be getting um, the feed for day parties, which will explore... Um, different kinds of cultural brunches, um, the idea of how do you set a day party together, the different rules between like a dinner party and a day party. Not that there are rules, but just like maybe aspects um, and, and some other stuff that, that I'm really excited about, but I'm not ready to talk about yet. Um, so this podcast is talking about martinis, which I think is the ultimate um if you're going cocktail wise it's it's your it's your day cocktail it's your weekend cocktail 
It's also something that I never want to drink in the wintertime. I'll do it. You know, someone is like, Deepa, drink this martini or else. You don't even have to say the or else. I'll drink the martini. I love a martini. Um, but there's, there's, certain, there's certain reasons why I think the martini thrives in sunshine and in, uh, in the daytime. Um, so we'll get into it. So I'm going to do a little bit of an explanation of what I think about as a martini and what the classic idea of a martini is, but I'm not going to give you a history lesson. I, we're all adults here, you know, you know what a martini is. Um, but essentially I love a gin martini, uh, which is, Uh, The original version, I know there's a lot of vodka martini people out there. You know, God be with you. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how people are able to drink vodka, cold or not, you know, in, in one of its purest forms. And I think this is also why I feel like the martini is a day cocktail, It is essentially an ode to liquor more than I think any other cocktail. Some people, some people I know, quote unquote, make a martini where it's literally just very cold gin in a, in served up, which is cool. You're just drinking liquor and you know what? Have a blast. But the martini itself already already is is about having um such a nice amount of liquor with with the, the tiniest subtleties um to help it kind of veer into the category of just not straight liquor it it being a quote unquote cocktail what i also love about the martini is that it is it's an american invention um which i don't think is known as much as it should be, you know, we're, we're in a culture where when you think about martinis, you're thinking about some socialite in New York drinking a martini. But the martini was essentially um, born from the Wild West. It has wild roots. Uh, it's, it was started, you know, the, the facts and the dates and the Origin is a little bit hazy, but essentially most people agree that the martini, its origins were mid-1800s to late-1800s. There's this idea that it was first called the Martinez, and it was um, after somebody, or somebody was essentially part of the gold rush, came in for a drink. Um, and the bartender made the first version, uh, of the martini, which was then called the Martinez. And then, um, that person enjoyed the drink so much, they tried to order it again at another bar. And so, and so it goes, who's to say if that's the actual origin, but what we do know is that it's American. It's American and it wasn't born in New York City. Um, it's... It's American 
and it's it's really like a hodgepodge of ingredients and you got 007 telling people it's not shaken or stirred in all honesty and I know this is a very unpopular opinion either will do either will do <laughs> I feel like if my sister is hearing this podcast she loves Mar- martinis um she would deeply disagree with me but I'm I'm here to tell you either will do either will do okay so let's let's talk about the construction of a martini um and essentially we'll talk about the um the different the different uh liberties I like to make on my version of a martini so as i said i'm a gin martini person i love them there's also the idea that i'm not going to be drinking martinis all day or all night there's a certain there's a certain amount of martini and that is also part of why i want to build my martini in this certain way so when people say you know they want a dirty martini um that means you know it, it can mean quote unquote more vermouth it can also mean uh, you know, more brine if you're having it with olives. Um, it's it's essentially, you know, quote unquote, dirty. I do like a dirty martini. I, I don't like it to be, you know, uh, filthy. Is that how you would say it? If you go to a bar and you're like, I'll have a dirty martini, make it filthy. Does anyone say that? Or does the bartender just say, get out, get out of here, scram, we don't like your kind. If I was a bartender, I would be saying scram a lot more. I really wish there was a way in my life I could use the word scram in a serious fashion. (laughs) We don't use scram as much as we should in 2022. And I feel like as a bartender, that could possibly be that. Now, would they say to me, are you from 1922? Why are you telling me to scram? It just doesn't fit the vibe. And then I would respond by just saying scram. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. Um, I like a gin martini. Uh there is also an idea that you don't keep your gin in the freezer for your martini because it's the water from the ice and you want it to melt, blah, 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 blah. I keep my gin in the, in the freezer, you know. It's going to melt fine. That's, that's why you keep liquor in the freezer, by the way. Because it's not fully ever going to freeze. So it's, it's just a way to keep it really cold. Um, what I like to do is I like, I like to shake or stir depending on what the tools I have at the ready. Um, because I do feel because of the roots of a martini, I'm, I don't want to be so, um, precise about it. This is, this is about, it's an ode to liquor. This is, this is about making something delicious but not having the stuffiness to it. The stuffiness to it is people taking something that 
that was really kind of about like, what do we have around us and how do we make this? Uh, and making it into something uh, that that can kind of denote status. Um, where, I mean, the, the funniest thing is that a martini is kind of the lack of status. It's, it's about making it. And also a, a shit ton of liquor. Um, so gin, uh, tamarind ice cubes. Another case for tamarind. I would say if you want to make a dirty tam, a uh, dirty, <laughs> a dirty martini. I know this is this is take two, y'all. This is take two. If you want to make a dirty martini, use the tamarind ice cubes. Uh, we'll, link will be provided below um, from the tamarind ice cube post. But essentially, get some tamarind water, make ice cubes out of it. Shake your gin, little splash of vermouth, shake it up, strain it, serve it with a twist, which is some citrus. And when they say twist, they usually mean a lemon rind all all curled up for you. Sometimes they'll even like take the rind and, you know, take take the rim and, and you know, get get the whole glass all lemony as hell. I say get some lime. Unpopular opinion. Slice of lime. Slice of lime. Some people will say you're not making a martini anymore. And I say to them, scram. So splash, splash of vermouth, strained very cold gin with, with some tamarind ice, a little bit of lime. That's heaven heaven. I will say, please chill your glass. This, this, in case, in case any, um, martini advocates out there are, are white knuckling, uh, at this portion of the podcast, I, I will, I will, uh, make you a concession, my olive branch here. Put your glasses in the fridge or in the freezer if your, if your memory is good. I'm someone who will put glasses in freezers and forget about those glasses until it's too late for me to forget about them. You know, I have this thing when I'm at my supper club where the little things will escape me. I'll just start getting into the food. I'll forget to give people wine glasses. I'll forget to give them plates. I'll forget to uh, introduce them, but that is the beauty of a supper club. And that is neither here nor there. But let's get into why the martini is the most perfect day drink. So to me, a martini, when, when to enjoy a martini, is the sun has to be out. Because if you're having a very cold martini, you need the sun beating on your face. You need to feel the warmth all around. Otherwise, you're not going to get the correct reason why something so cold and so liquored can be so delicious. And I will also tell you, two martinis is the perfect martini amount. If you have three, your day is going to end in a way you possibly don't want your day. I will even say one martini 
if, if you're still planning on, on doing things. But if you're having like a great brunch with someone and you weren't partaking in the mimosas yet, you're still kind of getting the bearings, the lay of the land, you know, certain brunches. I'm like, I just need some coffee. And, uh, because I am an immigrant, hot water, coffee and hot water. And then, you know, if your brunch ends around 1 or 2 p.m. on this very spring about to be summer day, and you tell that person, hey, let's go to a very fancy hotel because a hotel bar understands a martini most of the time. They get it. They understand what's about to happen here. And they say, yes, absolutely. And you make your way down South Congress you go to one of those hotel bars and you get yourself a martini. Recently, I've had a martini during the day, but the bar was lacking. And then I had a martini with friends during the night. And uh, the nighttime experience was definitely more pleasant, but... um, it didn't feel right. I didn't love having a martini at night. It would have been perfect if I could get the combination of those two days. You get the the weather and the time of day from the first trip. And then you get you get the right kind of martini and the vibe from the second trip. And together, that would have been the perfect martini day. This is a day party classic. If you are not having um, martinis as far as cocktails go for during a day party slash after day party vibe. Stick with wine, my friend. Stick with wine. Maybe, maybe a light beer. It's just you, the, the way you can have a successful day party, in my opinion, is that the next day, you you don't regret the day party. A day party is about no regrets. And if you're able to stick with a couple martinis during the day, gin martinis, it's going to be a great time. It's going to be a great day. Now, I, I, I don't know everybody's tolerances. And perhaps you're saying, scram, Diva, get out of here. I can, I can drink three or four. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm a different animal than you. And that might be true. But that is the secret of a martini. It, it takes anybody down. It is not actually about tolerance. I don't know what it is about, but maybe it's the routine of it. I've never seen anyone be successful, successful in their, a uh, constant pursuit of being human every day on third martini. I've never seen it done. And I've seen people with extraordinary tolerances. I've seen people who, who you know, have understood moon, moonshine and like they, they've got a tolerance that, that you only read about in books. Third martini. You see the descent of their human humanity. They're human. Second take, y'all. Second take. It, it's just not, it's, it, it doesn't fit anybody. I'll stand by that. 
You can tell me to scram all you want. I can't believe you're using the word scram now too. Um, yeah, two martinis during the day. I'm telling you, uh, it feels right now like we'll never be over winter. Uh, <laughs> I hate, I hate this time of the year. It's the end of February and winter just won't leave. It's, it's just sticking on. And I get it. Here in Austin, Texas, we, we don't necessarily have a quote-unquote winter. But this is why I'm in Austin, Texas. I'm not looking for that experience. And to me, in Austin, Texas, on the last days of February, winter has overstayed. But on the other side of it, as we all know in Austin, around the second week of March, or, or the first week of South by Southwest, spring starts to say, hey, I'm here. Everybody calm down. And after South by Southwest, I mean, listen, I'm not asking you to do the impossible. Imagine saying to yourself, I will have martinis this South by Southwest. You would be an alien. This would be your first trip to this planet. So after South by Southwest, for you Austinites out there, go to a brunch when the city is ours again. I'm telling you, go to a brunch outside. Have, have one mimosa if you, if you want. Have your coffee, your warm water, your cold water. I know, I get it. Most people are cold watering. <laughs> and go to a hotel. Have two martinis with the right people outside with the sun beating on your face. And then go home and see. See what it is. A true experience. It's the best thing on the planet. It's actually what's keeping me um, from not like screaming, screaming outside in my backyard. The world feels very uneasy And I think about this martini, this future martini, this future day. The sun is beating down our faces and we're just drinking a couple martinis. Like we know what we're doing. One, two, we're out. Um, Below, below is going to be like actual measurements for a, a, a tamarind, a tamarind glazed, a tamarind laced gin martini. Uh, and I hope you all enjoy that next week. Next week, I have such an amazing podcast interview for you guys. Um, it's with my friend and founder and owner of baby greens, Sharon Mays. She is amazing. I mean, honestly, the interview, she, she was really kind of doing the interview herself. It's just a, a beautiful job uh, done by Miss Sharon Mays. Uh, she gives such incredible branding advice. Um, she has such a really inspiring story. Um, and she is just going to be this incredible force um, for many people in the coming years. And she already is, obviously. But that is a don't miss that interview. It's going to be really, really um, 
amazing. She's, she's an orator. Do you say orator? Orator? I think it should be pronounced orator. You can tell me to scram if you want. Um, and coming up still, still on this week, and we all know that this week also means the weekend and a little bit of next week for me. We all have our own circadian clocks. Is that what it is? I'm not looking that up. Um, we still have a, a paid newsletter about cast irons, um, grilled cheese, a really good tamarind ghee recipe. Um, and then we have the first uh, newsletter for the Supper Club Report um, coming up. Uh, plus, plus a few more things. So uh, please follow on IG at Sick Palette. Um, if, oh, also, if you are a free subscriber, I believe now you can do a free trial of the paid subscription. So, um, just kind of take a look. If you've been thinking about becoming a paid subscriber, you know, now you can just sort of try it on, try it on and see, see how it makes you feel. And, um, yeah, so check it out. It should be, it should be something that you can, you can easily press on your, on your Substack feed. Um, but I'll talk to you guys soon. Stay sane as much as you can. Uh, hopefully, hopefully a martini day in the sun is, is so close to you. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.